COVID cases reaching record numbers, and so is the heat. From Florida to California, nearly 50 million people are on heat advisory. Temperatures well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit in some areas, and in others, extreme humidity making it worse. A 2,000-mile stretch from coast to coast is under extreme heat advisory for the next two weeks. Temps expected to reach nearly 130 Fahrenheit, that's 54 Celsius, in Death Valley, California. Averages in the hundreds in places like Orlando and Tulsa. Being from Oklahoma, let me just remind you that the humidity makes it much, much hotter. At least 40 records could be broken in the next week alone. Be careful out there. Don't forget your mask. Clearly, heat doesn't dispel COVID. The blazing sun melts ice and hardens clay. Which are you in the light of Christ's word? Let his words melt your heart into love and compassion. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we spend this week talking about kids need grace too. In a little while, we're going to talk about Adam and Eve and the fall as we're joined by my former assistant recounting a true story that happened to both of us with two little kids in my backyard. I like to call it smashing tomatoes, and it ties in with Genesis 3. It applies to kids, and it applies to us all. One thing you might not have noticed, God said, don't eat of the forbidden fruit in the garden, but he also said, don't touch. It was a perfect setup for the introduction of sin. Eve first would have to touch the forbidden fruit, and after that she succumbed to the sin of eating the fruit. Nothing happened when she touched, no ill effect, so the slippery slide began with a mere touch followed by eating. But behind all we're talking about this week, Kids and Grace, there is my friend in Nashville, Randall Goodgay. It's a great day for the slugs and bugs show. That's the opening to Randall's brand new TV show called The Slugs and Bugs Show. We've had Randall on before with his Sing the Bible music, and in this new series you'll hear some of that music because Randall wants the kids in your life to be all about Jesus and all about God's Word. So after this program, You can share this Fun for Kids and Grown Kids series by getting all 13 episodes in a DVD set for your minimum gift to Haven Today. Or if you just want the first three episodes on a single DVD, we have that for your gift of any amount. Call us after this program at 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or watch part of an episode and make your gift and place your order at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And while you're there, you can listen to our full interview with Randall Goodgame that we had on yesterday from this new series. And now, let's start the program with Phil Wickham for God So Love. What kind of love is this greater than all I've seen? Perfection bends to kids, unworthiness like me. 
Grace too. That's our program series this week, and we're being joined each day by Randall Goodgame out of Nashville. 
And we thought a different approach is warranted this week on the program. We're going to talk to parents, moms and dads. And today, I wanted us to meet up with a former assistant of mine who's now a pastor in the Sacramento area of California, Reverend Adrian Crum. Welcome back to Haven Today. Charles, it's great to be back with you. Well, I miss you, still do. Adrian, you're married now. You have three beautiful children of your own, but I'm inviting you back to recall the time when you were not married yet, much less having children of your own. I want you to tell the story of the time you were staying with us. A young family came to visit, and you said you would take the two young children in that family out to play in the backyard. I've used this as a sermon illustration more than once, but (laughs) I want you to tell that story since you were there. Yeah, I think this is famous folklore now for uh, for the Haven family. But uh, yeah, so I remember walking out, and I think that was the the moment. But let me set it up a little bit. If I remember, we're talking about uh, tomato plants, famous tomato yes. plants that you would My drive. My famous tomato plants, yes. <laughs> you would drive these with much effort all the way up the coast and uh, and then plant them in your backyard. And they were just starting to produce uh, luscious fruit. and uh, Prize tomatoes, Adrian. My <laughs> prize tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, so my wife is doing a little bit of planting, and I was I was reminiscing as I was thinking about telling this story about just how much we treasure the, the fruit the Lord gives off of our, our plants. But anyway, so I come outside, and these two young children, to my amazement and to some degree chagrin, they had smashed one by one all the, the tomatoes. But I think what was most surprising was just the, the human, the, the natural uh, response when they knew that they'd been seen, in essence, when they'd been caught in, in the act. You caught them, and, and, and I think the, the, the little boy, the older child, was maybe five years old. His sister was maybe three, something like that. But, but go ahead. You tell the story. That's right. That's right. So I come outside, and uh, the older of these two kids said, ha, is trying to deal first with the tomatoes and uh, has tried to—, to uh, get rid of them, but then also then he looks at me in in kind of panic at having been discovered doing this, and he thinks and says, maybe we could hide, maybe we could run and not be uh, <laughs> caught in the act of, of doing this. Um, it's so he wasn't natural, just worried it, about me, he was worried about what his parents would do and how embarrassed they would be, how shamed they would be that they'd found out what their two children had just done in my prized tomato garden back uh, behind the house. That's right. That's right. It's so uh, typical of our human nature to, to want to run and to hide and uh, uh, pretend that, that what we've done uh, isn't happening. Uh, so it reminded me of, of the Garden of Eden event, of course, mm-hmm. where the Lord comes having asked Adam and Eve not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they do. And they take and they eat. And then he comes to visit them in the in the cool of the day. And he says, what have you done? Have you eaten? Mm. And they, they run mm. and they hide. They do the same, same uh, things. And I think this is, this is exactly our, again, our, our tendency as human beings is to run and to try to hide ourselves. And, and I want to challenge really our listeners as, as you're hearing the story and thinking about this, and we're really thinking about how to articulate it to children. I think we want to set an example as parents 
when we're doing uh, what we shouldn't do to get down, to stoop down to a kid's level and to tell them about grace, to remind them that we can't hide ourselves. That's the very problem. If, if we have to pay for our own debts, um, that's the way of the law. Um, we have to cover ourselves. We have to pretend. We have to hide our own shame. But the way of grace says something else. Uh, it tells us all of your debt has been paid uh, at the, the cross. God deals with all of our shame. And his son uh, lived for us and died for us. And so he just tells us as a father, come home. Come back to me in, in uh, what Christians call repentance and faith. Uh, turn from, from your sin and back to a father that is welcoming us, us home. Mm. So um, I think mm. it's, a, it's a great story, but it also points us in the direction of, of running back to our Heavenly Father. And now you too, as the father of three, you have your little girls that could easily go in the backyard and smash tomatoes. I can't believe that they would ever do that, of course. Oh, no, but... they do. <laughs> <laughs> Riding them out on the air here. Adrian, I want you to stay around because I want to ask you to pray in a few minutes before we have to leave. So don't go away. All right. Smashing tomatoes. What a parallel to the Garden of Eden. God made Adam and Eve. Now, if you're a man, don't just blame Eve. Yes, she touched the forbidden fruit in the garden. She ate it first. She gave it to Adam. But they both did eat, and they both thereby sinned. And by the way, Scripture never says it was an apple, like in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. The serpent, that fallen angel Satan, lied and led them to introduce sin into the world that lingers in all our hearts today. God's message was clear in Genesis 3. You shall not eat from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat and touch of that tree, you will die. Death came into the world and lingers today after this original sin that we call the fall. All humans are born into sin, Scripture teaches later. It's our birth nature until we meet the Lord Jesus, whose death on the cross led us to be able to not die. Grace is for grown-ups, and grace is also for kids. You know the story then. They ate, their eyes were opened, their sin was revealed, they saw their nakedness, they were caught, and God made them leave that perfect garden. Sin didn't just enter their hearts, it entered their world. Even the ground from then on had to be worked hard, like growing tomatoes. Some years I see rot and disease. Slugs invade my garden. They eat the leaves, which prevents the birth of the fruit. What does all this say to me, and I hope to you? Well, children and grown-ups search for independence from God still today. When trapped by being found out, we want to throw away the work of our sinful hands. We want to even hide as Adam and Eve attempted to hide from the Almighty in the cool of the garden when the Lord visited for his daily chat. In our day and society, autonomy has been elevated to new heights. It's become not uncommon to hear the opinion that it was commendable for Adam and Eve to seek autonomy, and it was worth the cost. The commentator Simkin says, as appealing as paradise might be, this is not the world in which humans live, nor is it the world in which humans prefer to live. Is independence really a good thing? It gets good press, but it has its drawbacks. There are always trade-offs, a price to pay. 
I really like how John Walton, the famous Old Testament professor at Wheaton College, puts it. As we think about it, we should first be careful not to confuse independence with freedom. One can have freedom even when heavily dependent on another. Countries may seek independence in order to achieve freedom from a tyrannical or oppressive situation. Yet in a democracy, we choose to be dependent on elected officials, though we contend that we will still enjoy freedom. Indeed, Walton says we would do well these days to heed John Locke's persuasive essays, warning that without limits, there is not true freedom. The Apostle Paul reminds us of our freedom in Christ. Yet Christians and children who need Christ learn to rejoice in our dependence on him for salvation, for forgiveness and deliverance from this sin from birth and from this sinful world. Individual autonomy may be what we seek, but it always fails to deliver. Satan failed to deliver in the Garden of Eden and fails to deliver today. Only Christ delivers. Only he, for children as well as for grown-ups, is the way, the truth, and the life. Still with us on the line from Sacramento, California, Reverend Adrian Crum, who's a young father himself, but telling an earlier story of children smashing my prized tomatoes. You're still with us. I think we better pray for children, but let's pray for grown children like us as well and uh, our finding grace. Would you lead us in prayer right now? Yeah. Our Father, we thank you that you uh, have the heart to go searching for us when we have fallen into sin again, that you are the kind of Father that is compassionate toward your children that you are tender in your mercies and uh, you always uh, call us uh, to come home. We ask that as our children stumble in many ways throughout their life, as their faith is tested and they uh, come into circumstances when they're, they're considering running away from you, Lord, that you would reach them at those moments by your Holy Spirit, by your word, um, and remind them that though their sins are so many, your mercy is more and that Jesus has done everything necessary um, to welcome us home. I pray that they would bask in the grace and the favor of Jesus, and that that would sustain them, that they would uh, love you all lifelong and never uh, know a day when they were um, against you and rebelling against you, Lord. Keep them in your favor. Teach them the the liberty of grace uh, with you, Lord, that they would taste and see that you are uh, good to them as a father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God? Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God? The creator of the ends of the earth, he will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom, he gives strength to the weary.
not grow tired or weary His understanding no one can fathom He gives strength to the weary Even youths grow tired and weary And young men stumble and fall But all those who hope in the Lord Will renew their strength The creator of the ends of the earth He will not grow tired or weary His understanding no one can fathom He gives strength to the weary Even youths grow tired and weary And young men stumble and fall But all those who hope in the Lord Will renew their strength Randall Goodgame, from his Sing the Bible CD series, Do You Not Know, here on this Haven Today. And I'm Charles Morris with a program called Kids Need Grace Too. Well, before we go, I'd like you to hear from Randall and his creative team about why they created this new TV show filled with great stories, puppets, and songs like the one that we just heard. The Slugs and Bugs show is about having a lot of fun. Yeah! while being creative. I will uh, help some of the characters through some sort of problem. Yeah, Doug, you really miss some on-the-nose sorts of lessons that might have been beneficial to your moral development. And I think that's one of the goals of the show, that we want to walk along the path and be sharing with our kids truths that we know that God has put into his scripture and into his creation. We want that to come to life in in real ways that we walk out. That's real discipleship, right? I can't wait! I mean, like, how we we walk around in the world following Jesus. That's like the great big picture of what the show is. Uh, Do you know how dangerous salt is to a slug? What's been exciting with the show is that there's so many diverse guests. Lots of my friends from here in Nashville musicians and pastors and authors. I'm a little nervous because I've never been on a TV show before, but this is so fun. I wanted to bring together a space uh, where we could feature some great music from Randall um, with some vibrant characters that we can all enjoy and know that we have families watching. That was a blast! The reason I like the show as a mom, it's really fun, not annoying like that kind of 
kid type thing. Okay, my kid's going to watch this. I can barely listen to it. I think it appeals to everybody in the family. It's not just something to kind of plop your kids in front of. I am so proud of the amazing artists that we've had come around this whole production, and I'm just thrilled. I can't wait to share it with families. The Slugs and Bucks Show. Randall Goodgame and his creative team, including his wife Amy, and a producer from Veggie Tales talking about the new Slugs and Bugs show. When you watch it, you'll see why I believe it's like Mr. Rogers meets Sesame Street. But what I love about it is that it always takes the viewer to Jesus and the grace he so freely gives to all who follow him by faith. And that's so important for us to hear in a COVID-19 summer. As more states start to lock down again due to COVID and with kids stuck indoors and at home, I can't think of a better gift for the children around you than the Slugs and Bugs show. I'd like to send you the complete first year's 13-episode collection for your minimum gift to help support us in these lean months of summer. Call us right now at 800-654-2836. Or go online and watch some of this fun show and see the fun puppets and the sets and all the action, and then you can make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you'd like to just see the first three episodes, we have that on a single DVD for your gift of any amount. And don't forget, if you wanted to request a copy of the Hiding Place radio drama, we still have a few copies of that left for your gift to the ministry. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story The story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The tabernacle was essentially a very elaborate tent. It had to be. In Exodus, God's people were on the move, and yet... It was the first place since the Garden of Eden where God had come to dwell with his people. It was in the tabernacle that sacrifices were made for sins and where God's people could worship the Lord in his presence. And yet, the Bible tells us that the tabernacle and later the temple itself were merely shadows of the real thing. Hebrews 9.24 says, Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. Tryout Anchor Devotional, delivered to your home in print every month. Visit GetAnchor.com.